Greetings, citizens, and welcome to Unknown. I'm Jason McClellan. Thanks for hanging out with me. We're only a couple weeks away from the Roswell UFO Festival that takes place every year in Roswell, New Mexico, to commemorate the alleged crash of a UFO, or UFOs, in the desert outside of Roswell back in 1947. There hasn't been a tremendous amount of new information related to the Roswell incident to emerge in the past couple decades. Some, but not much. But by far, the most exciting recent activity is the research of Roswell resident Frank Kimbler. Frank is a geologist and an assistant professor of earth science at the New Mexico Military Institute in Roswell. He spent considerable time searching the debris field, an area once covered with wreckage and debris from the alleged 1947 UFO crash. And he's found some pretty interesting artifacts. Again, Frank is a scientist, and he's actively looking to find out what exactly he found in the desert. He's had this material tested by labs, and the results so far have been pretty interesting to say the least. But more testing is needed before Frank is ready to come out and say something like, The data supports the notion that this material was manufactured by intelligent extraterrestrials. Unfortunately, he might not even get the chance to answer the question of whether the material is from an alien craft or something more mundane and earthly. That's because the Bureau of Land Management has taken an interest in the samples he's collected, and they've requested to see the material in person. Frank recently explained the situation to me. Holy smokes. I, this is, this is Jason. This is absolutely, this is insane stuff. It really is. And this, this just happened. They just contacted you out of the blue. No, actually it wasn't out of the blue. Um, this all started, I sort of started this because I was having a, um, a bit of a feud Mm -hmm. with the landowners that, and and uh, it's the Bogles. And mm-hmm. what happens is these three sisters and the, the the big cheese of the three sisters. Her name is Lauren. And um, so they basically took over the Bogle Ranch. Now, Lauren claims that she's a ranching girl, but she is actually uh, probably a city slicker. I don't know. <laughs> but she has a, a marketing degree and okay. she's fairly successful. So she decided to exploit the crash site. She says, okay. oh, we're going to run tours. Right. And uh, we're going to run tours out to the crash site, and we're going to uh, charge $65 for the tour right? And uh, for the poor people, and then we're going to charge this huge amount for the rich people and uh, the VIP tour, and we're going to let them, we're going to have metal detectors for them to rent. Wow. Well, that's, yeah, I said, well, that's sent up a red flag for me, and yeah. I'm going, commercialization of site. Uh, That's a big no. Don Schmidt found out about it. So uh, he bitched and moaned to the BLM about them commercializing the site and not protecting the archaeological aspects of it. Yeah. And he must have rattled some cages because pretty soon um, Don Schmidt gets a telephone call from the BLM. And how do I know this? Because Don called me. Yeah. Don Schmidt gets his telephone call from uh, a lady by the name of Courtney. She's the archaeologist at the BLM here in the Roswell District Office. So they uh, told, basically not they, but she told Don that she she sort of kind of threatened him with, uh, you know, you could go to jail, you could go to prison, we could fine you. 
all kinds of crap. That's what Don told me. Yeah. And then after that conversation, um, she called me mm. and she was, she got me on the phone and she says, uh, she says, Frank, she says, uh, I understand that you have some concerns with the, uh, with the alleged crash site. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, I do. I said, I, I don't want it. I don't want it commercially exploited and I don't want it trashed out. It needs to be, uh, it needs to be protected. And she says, well, I can guarantee you that nobody is going to go out to that site. And, uh, I have full enforcement authority and, uh, nobody is going to go out there and uh and it's this no there's, there's going to be no metal detecting there's not going to be anything that happens and they're only going to go to the monument right i said that's fair and then she says oh by the way we heard you were going to take some people out there and i said well yeah i'm going to take some people out there but i'm not going to be doing any metal detecting." Right. and then she says well you've metal detected before and i says well yeah probably and then she says, uh, well, is there anything you want to tell us or anything you want to share? And I said, no. Um, and uh, she said, OK, I just want to inform you that uh, this kind of act stuff needs to stop and and everything. And so anyway, that was the end. And then she said something else. I don't remember what it was. But anyway, kind of sent up more red flags for me. I yeah. forgot what she said. It was it was this whole enforcement thing again. So. What I did was that following day, which was about a week ago, I said, you know what? I'm going to go down and talk to them. So I went down. First, I emailed them and nobody responded. And then I called them up. Nobody responded. So I just dropped in. I made sure I was there early in the morning. And I said, hey, I want to talk to I want to talk to Courtney and and or Blaine or Land or whatever his name is, he's the the um, the she Courtney is the archaeologist and Blaine, probably getting his name wrong, uh, is their recreational specialist. Mm. So they came out in the lobby and I'm talking to him and uh, I said I need to I need to get clarification on something. So I was talking to her uh, and what I asked her I says let me ask you a question I says. Has the status of the B of the alleged crash site changed? And she mm -hmm. says, has not. And I says, the BLM did a resource planning evaluation um, planning thing on it back in 1979. Have you guys amended that or changed it? She says, no. So that, and then, then, then she asked, then I asked her another question. And I says, so this is not an archaeologically protected site. Right. She says, no. I says, it is an NSO, right? And NSO stands for no surface occupation. She says, yeah. So she's answering all my questions. Yeah. And I says, then I threw a document number out to her. And I says, well, according to CRS, whatever, blah, 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 the American Antiquities Act, it basically says that anything that you pick up that is less than 100 years old is not considered a historical artifact. Mm -hmm. She says, that is true. She says, there's also another one. And I says, which one is that? She said, oh, this one was 1969, and it's the historical cultural resource, uh, whatever. And she quoted that and says, that one says 50 years. And I'm going, oh, really? And uh, so I said, I didn't know that. And um, so 
she says, well, tell me what you have. So I said, you know what? It's pretty easy to, I mean, you can go Google my name and you come up with all kinds of things that I found mm -hmm. um, out at the crash site. So I can't hide that from you guys, but I do have, I do have some material. And uh, she says, well, I need to, um, I need to run this by, well, I also mentioned, I said, you know what? Uh, are you guys going to confiscate this stuff? She said, it's not up to me. It's it's up to our enforcement officer, and he's not in right now. You're going to have to. I'm going to have to review that with him. And I says, well, you know, I'm one step away from proving the existence of extraterrestrials at the Roswell crash site. And I told her about uh, the little three percent molybdenum that I had found, or not I found, but was found in a you know on a test that was done through the Smithsonian Institute uh, through their documentary. And I says, I have a few other things that need to be tested, too. And I says, if you guys confiscate the material, that shuts my research completely down. And then she said something. Well, she says, I think that's probably the least of your worries right now. And I says, well, tell me what my worries yeah. are. And then she said, probably getting your permit, because I talked to her about getting a permit uh, to do an actual scientific thing and, mm -hmm. and, and, and such. So. Then uh, she says, well, I'm going to have to run this by my uh, my enforcement officer. Now, I says, does this mean you're going to break my door down? And, and and she says, no, she says that requires she was kind of small. She says that requires a lot of paperwork to do that uh. and a lot of and to do a search warrant. And uh, she says, you seem to be pretty uh, something like, you know, you're nice or whatever, like, you know, that's cordial kind of person. I says, mm -hmm. no, I says, I. I'll abide by whatever you guys want. And, and she says, well, I don't want you to go back out there. And I says, no, I'm not going to go out there. And you have my word on that. And I will not go uh, looking for things with the metal detector out there. And she says, okay. And I says, nor have I commercially exploited it in any way. Mm -hmm. And she mm -hmm. says, I needed to hear that really bad. And she also said uh, that the resource specialist, which was there as well, um, she said, and he needed to hear that. So that sort of ended the conversation. I thought this was a done deal because it was last. I didn't think she was going to do anymore. So I get this telephone call a couple of days ago. It says, hi, this is Courtney with BLM. And we want you to bring your artifacts in so our enforcement officer could look at it. And I said, okay, when? And she says, and I says, tomorrow? She says, no, Monday. Uh, how about 1030, 1015, 1030. And I said, no, that's okay. Monday, I'll, I'll bring down the, the material that I have. And that was the end of that. And then I'm going, okay, well, this could be a prelude to confiscation and or a fine. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of scared me. But I also emailed her a document. And this is what really irks me. Because there is a document out there, and you can go out and Google this document. It's called Collecting on Public Land. That's the name, Collecting on Public Land, Bureau of Land Management. It's like the first thing that comes up in Google. You click on it, it has this beautiful little pamphlet that pops up with a gecko lizard on it and it says collecting on public land uh, blm and it's got it's from their website but it's it's actually nevada blm but other offices use it because i've seen it published elsewhere this is the nicest one 
And if you read through it, it gets down to a section that's called uh, cultural artifacts and metal detecting. Jason, it clearly says in their own blasted document, as long as artifacts are less than 100 years old, you can collect them by using a metal detector. And according to that document, everything I've done is illegal. Right. I, and this is this. Now, I sent that document to her. She didn't respond that she ever received it. Maybe she I mentioned it to her during our conversation. She says, I would really like to see that document. And uh, I sent it to her, but she never responded to it. That kind of irks me a little bit uh, that she didn't respond. It also irks me because uh, she might be trying to use this 50 year rule. But it also says in every single antiquities document that the United States has, and this is another clincher, it says artifacts of human origin. doesn't mm-hmm. say anything about birds. doesn't say anything about turtles, reptiles. It says of human origin. So if the material that I have is of extraterrestrial origin, then all of the laws of the United States are, in fact, a mute point. So. That goes back to, well, these things that I've picked up out there are very tiny. They could be trash. They could be extraterrestrial. Some of them are anomalous. We're going to get some more testing done on it. But if the BLM takes the material, then the issue comes in that what's going to happen to the research and how in the heck can I pull this off if I don't have it? She just smiles and says, well, if we take it, you'll still have access to it. I got one thing to say about that. Excuse my language. Bullshit. Right. Uh, because you know as well as I do that anything that has an alien stamp on it, the government's going to snag it and they're going to lose it and it's going to disappear off the face of the planet and nobody will ever see it. Do you like that story? So I've been I've been posting all of this stuff on Facebook and it has gone crazy. So that's the story. This is all very irritating. Uh, <laughs> I bet. I, I'm sitting here going, um, am I going to get fined? Right. Um, are they going to put me in jail? Um, I already spoke to my work about it because it's gone all the way to the, it's gone all the way to, since I work at a military school, it's gone all the way to the top. Right. Um, and one of their one of the generals came up to me and basically said, I, I, I asked him, I says, you know, is, is my job like going to be in trouble or something because of this? He says, what? This is much to do about nothing. I don't think so. So he was very nice. And I says, if you need some help, you just let me know. So nice. the hierarchy knows what's going on. They're just, they're just keeping a low profile. They're letting me deal with it, which is good. Then they told me I was winning some kind of an award. And I have no idea what award it is. That's, mm. They kind of said, oops. And I'm going, well, I must have done something right over here. So, right. And, you know, the feelings that are going through my, my it, it's weird. One of them is fear. One of them is being scared. The one of them is uh, elation, I guess, because I, I'm getting and, and I started it. Basically, I'm getting a lot of media attention on this. Sure. Um, I'm really hoping that that um, that the media people will show up. This started making me think that maybe the government really is pulling some strings somewhere in trying to shut down my research. I mean, what would somebody think, Jason? Would you think that? It, yeah, I mean, it certainly would raise flags. Um, 
And I'm going, you know, and, and mandating this, this meeting and to bring your material so they can be reviewed. It's very strange. It is a very strange thing. And then all these other people just backing down because they don't want to, uh, they don't want to do the media coverage out at the, uh, for that. I was kind of hoping that all of Roswell would show up for support for me, but now I don't know if anybody's going to show up. So, mm. um, although I heard, I heard a little heard a little bird say that maybe good morning america might show up that would be exciting i would love that yeah um i would love cnn and fox and everything because you know what in, in this particular case i really think that the blm is dead wrong simply because of that one pamphlet that says it's okay to pick up stuff that's 100 years old oh, absolutely <laughs> i mean it lays it out that metal detecting is just fine and you can pick up all the stuff as long as it's less than 100 years old I mean, I don't know how you get clearer than that. And you're right. I mean, what do they know that you don't know? Do they know that it's more than 100 years old? They don't. <laughs> right. For all they know. And what, what's going to happen is I'm going to show them the I'm going to show them the pieces, some of the not all of them, but I'm going to show them some of the pieces that I picked up out there, a representative sample of all of them. Um, and they're going to see the material. And I'm going to say, now you guys have. I'm not going to ask, I'm not going to answer any questions for them. And I don't care who hears this. I mean, I'm just going to show it. And I says, well, here's, here's the trash from the Roswell debris field. You guys figure out which one of these is alien and which one is not. Yeah. Uh, that's hard to do because mm -hmm. you have to test it all. And the testing is expensive. Jason, I've got three, maybe four different kinds of aluminum alloys that are out there. Some of it may very well be aluminum trash from campers mm -hmm. or whatever. Other parts of it could be pieces of an alien spacecraft well the only way to test this stuff is to test all of it right. and it would cost them a huge pile of money to test it all yeah and if the government has it they ain't gonna test it because they don't give a flying hoot yeah well this is wild and i, I mean i guess more answers will will come after monday right <laughs> well you know what we'll know what I, they're I, going I, to do what's going to come of all this so i may have blown this all out of proportion but i really hope that the uh, bureau of land management is getting there i i'm hoping that their emails have exploded and their phone service has shut down from anybody calling them up um i don't know and i i i don't know what's going to happen on monday um in which case whatever happens uh let's put it this way um if the BLM considers this stuff as everyday common trash that's just laying around out in a field and they don't do anything about it, then I will say, you know, the BLM is really fair and I will treat them with utmost respect. I've not bashed them. I haven't bashed mm -hmm. them at all. I've simply said that, that what they're doing is kind of unfair. Um, so if they do that, um, if they do that part and they just let it go, then I'll be happy. I'm kind of thinking that maybe they won't, that they might try to set an example. I don't know. But I do have that one document that says that it's okay to do it. Uh, if they, so if they do that part, then no, no harm, no foul. And uh, then I will send really nice things out in reference to the BLM, and I will give them my full support. I will share all of my data with them. Um, all of the research that I've done will go uh, will go to them. Besides, it's, uh, it's available to the public. Anybody can have it that wants it. I don't hide any of that stuff. You know that. Um, I will give them everything that I've got, and they can put it in their files and keep it for posterity. And they can they can 
set it up. Matter of fact, it might help the BLM set the area up as an archaeological, as a protected archaeological site, which is really what I would like to see done. Um, because I think I have enough research to, uh, to sort of help prove some things. And the research that I would do on that, that complete, complete the research that I'm doing uh, and make it, make it a, a true monument. Uh, and that, that's a doable thing. However, if it takes the other path, um, if they decide they're going to find me, and I don't know how, because I don't think it would stand up with that one document that I can, that I'm going to pull out during the meeting with them. If they decide they're going to be mean, uh, then, then we'll say all hell breaks loose. And, uh, I've already got, the backings of a couple of really big attorneys that are out there. And uh, I will go to the American Civil Liberties Union. I will, this will be the biggest fiasco that the BLM has ever seen. And I can guarantee that I don't care if they have good lawyers, they will lose. And that's a guarantee. And I'll still come out on top. Although I might lose the material in the process, which would be sad. That would be, I mean, that's, that, that would be the, the, the saddest thing that could come out of this, right? I mean, we don't want right. to lose the research. Um, no. And you're right. I mean, these things have disappeared before, and that would just be absolutely devastating. And I know you've worked so hard on this, and, and we all want to see it through the end. But, I mean, yeah, I guess there are so many different outcomes that could happen, but uh, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and, wait and find out. I know. And that's that's might be the thing that the newspaper is waiting for. They want to see how this is going to play out. You sure. know, is Frank going to get in even more trouble or are they going to let it go? Right. So uh, maybe they're just waiting for that. Maybe I'm blowing this all out of proportion. Let's hope uh, so. Yeah, let's hope that Frank <laughs> is actually really blowing this all out of proportion because uh, it's um, I wanted to protect myself, and these days, the best way to protect yourself is to get as much media coverage as you can possibly get, and basically Facebook it, Twitter it, uh, do everything you can to get the name out there as fast as possible. Then, then they have a then they have a tough time to deal with with stuff. Uh, then it makes them sort of kind of in a way look like the bad guys, and um, I don't want the Bureau of Land Management to look like the bad guys. And like I said, I will work with them and give them every all the research I've got that they need to let this go uh, so that I can either prove this stuff is trash or prove that it's extraterrestrial. And that's what they need to let me do. And I can't do it if the material is under their control. Right. And it would be nice if they would give you something more concrete than, well, maybe the reason that we want to see this stuff is because maybe something that a document from the 60s says <laughs> you know well, no, they, they, I, they need to be more more direct with you with uh you know the purpose of them pulling you in and the objections they have to anything that you've done they've never demanded anything this is voluntary i mean i don't have to yeah. go down there but i am a man of my word and right. i told them on the phone i says yeah i'll i'll bring i'll bring the material down that i found out there and i'll let your officer take a look at it but um, they have to make that determination whether this stuff is worthwhile for them to uh, pursue on whatever they use as their ground, their 50-year rule for cultural artifact, which I can't stand. You know what? This is funny, Jason. I know I'm rambling on, but gosh darn, um, the 50-year-old rule as a cultural artifact means that me, I'm 61, 
I can actually register myself as a historical cultural artifact. What do you think? Do you think I should do that? <laughs> well, you are to me, Frank. I could be the I could be a protected archaeological resource. You can't touch me. You can't arrest me because you don't have the proper curation facilities in order to take care of me because I'm a protected resource. I think that would be cool. And I think every I think everybody that's older than 50 years old should make an application to that. And then they could probably never be put in prison because there's no way that they could curate you uh, to take care of you as a protected archaeological resource, which tells you how stupid some of the U.S. laws are. That's pretty funny. Yeah, you should do that, Frank. Uh, it's done. I, ur I urge everyone to do that. It's older <laughs> than 50 to register as an archaeological resource. Uh, well, I'm sorry you're having to deal with this. It's, it's so unfortunate. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to hear what the resolution is. If well, I ever yeah. hear from you again, Frank. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I told the general, one of the, I told the general that said I was getting some award. I says, is that going to be before or after I, I'm in jail? And he just laughed. He's, and he says, I don't think anything's going to come of it. So I thought that was pretty funny. This is indeed an interesting development in Frank's research. Again, he's always been very public with what he's found and how he found it and the testing he's having done. Why does the BLM have an interest in these artifacts now? Like Frank said, the BLM pamphlet titled Collecting on Public Lands explicitly states that metal detector use is permitted and that artifacts more than 100 years old may not be collected. Does the BLM plan to conduct their own testing on these samples to determine age? It's weird. We'll just have to wait and see what, if anything, comes of this after Frank's meeting with the BLM. Even he admits that he may very well be blowing this all out of proportion and nothing will happen. That's what I'm suspecting will be the case. At least, I hope it will. We'll update you on this story as it develops, and I'll catch up with Frank when I'm at the Roswell UFO Festival July 6th through the 8th. All the info for that event is at ufofestivalroswell.com. That's all for this episode of Unknown. This show was produced by Rogue Planet. Rogueplanet.tv is where we explore and celebrate all the strange. You can find Rogue Planet on Twitter and Instagram, and you can join in the conversation in our Rogue Planet Facebook group. You can always email me at jason at rogueplanet.tv, find me on Facebook, and I'm on Twitter at acentric. That's A-C-E. C-E-N-T-R-I-C. Thanks again to Frank for taking the time to fill us in on this developing story. And thank you for hanging out with me today. I'm Jason McClellan. Do me a favor, friends. Stay strange. Stay strange.